This message is brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries, we encourage you to visit us online at tabernaclehickory.org. That's tabernaclehickory.org. You can find our sermons on a number of platforms, including Apple iTunes, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. We trust that God will use this message to speak to your heart. Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 19. The Bible says, My little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. I want us to just pause right here and pray together, and I'll share this thought from the Word of God. Father, we do love you, and we thank you again for the privilege that we have to be with you and um, to be with your people. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are present with us, that you have raised us up together and seated us with you in heavenly places, and we desire to hear from you. We pray that you would speak to us. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would enable me to communicate the truth of thy word, and I pray that you would open hearts, that we would receive understanding of your word, and that we would respond in obedience. I pray for our church as we move forward by faith, trusting you to lead us and to guide us, that uh, you would develop in our hearts a, a true burden, a true passion for the ministry of Christian education for the next generation in such a critical hour as this. And I pray for our young people that you will help them to make full surrender of their lives to do your will. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We come to Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 19. And uh, we find here a mission statement uh, for Christian education. The Apostle Paul said, My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Note those words, until Christ be formed in you. What is it that we as parents hope to see in the lives of our children? What is it that you as a Sunday school teacher hope to accomplish each Sunday as you deliver the truth of God's word? What is it that you as a youth worker, youth director, nursery worker, college ministry director? What is it that you hope to accomplish in the lives of the young people that God has placed in your care? With the Apostle Paul, I would imagine that your prayer should be this, until Christ be formed in you. Christian education is a part of the process that these young people are in at this stage of their life. And the reason they're in this process is because the Lord has a, a purpose for them. He has a goal for their lives, and that goal involves Christ being formed in them. This statement is an expression of love that comes from the Apostle Paul. He said, my little children, this is no doubt an expression of love. He is a broken-hearted 
preacher as he writes to the Galatians because the Galatians have been moved away from the message of the gospel, that message that was mingled with the false teaching of the Judaizers, and they had been carried away by this. It had disrupted the fellowship of the church. It had diminished the effectiveness of the church. And so the apostle Paul is writing to them in terms of great affection and great love to say, my goal for you, my prayer for you, my desire for your life is that Christ be formed in you. This evening we had many of these young people come and stand before us and we recognize their accomplishments. Uh, we've been a part of their lives, some of them nearly all their lives, a few of them just in recent years. We've been blessed to be with them. We've been blessed to have them here. I want you to think about what God wants to do in their lives and through their lives, the potential that these young people represent, what God can do in their hearts. But I also want you to understand that that potential can go unfulfilled. That potential may go unfulfilled. Why? Because of the deceptive practices of the devil. You see Satan had come into the Galatian church sowing the seeds of false doctrine, stirring the winds of strife. So the deception of Satan may cause them not to fulfill the purpose of God, not to live up to the potential that the Lord would bring about in their lives. Not only that, but the pleasures of sin, which are for a season, the love of this world, and the love of self. Often we talk to young people and say, what is it that you want to do? Where, where do you want to go to college? What do you want to study? What, what do you want to do with your life? I think that's the wrong question, don't you? Without a doubt, it's the wrong question. We fall into the habit of expressing things that way. But the truth of the matter is, here's the right question. What does the Lord want you to do? It's not where you want to go to school. Where does the Lord want you to go to school? What does the Lord want you to study? What does God have for you? What has he placed in your heart? Many of these young people will go on and study fields of business and, and education and, and uh, different career paths, we might say. But if they know the Lord is their Savior, no matter what vocation God leads them into, they have all been called as servants of the Lord to serve him in a full-time way. And by that, I do not mean they have to work on a church staff. By that, here's what I mean, that they're full-time Christians, that they serve God with their lives, that they engage in their business, their employment, and do their best for the Lord and for his glory. They'll go out and take a job. We want them to understand that they should be the very best employee in the company. They might not be the most gifted, but they need to give the most effort. And they need to have the best attitude because they do not just simply represent themselves. They represent the Lord Jesus Christ. 
You see, that place of business is a mission field. And God may place you in that mission field to reach souls, to represent him. Yes, in your secular, we might use the phrase work, but in a sacred calling to bring honor and glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so you may go into a field outside of what we might call vocational ministry, but I want you to know that all of you who know the Lord are ministers. You're ministers. God has called you to be his servants. Don't allow the deception of Satan and the pleasures of sin and the love of self. Don't allow those things to keep you from doing God's will. I want you to go with me to the book of Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter number 2. We'll begin reading in verse number 1 in Colossians chapter number 2. Here we find the Apostle Paul. He's writing to the church at Colossae. He is in prison in Rome. He has heard the report from Epaphras, the pastor of the church at Colossae, uh, that there were false doctrines that were being introduced into the Colossian church. And in verse number one, he said, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you. It sounds very familiar to what he said to the Galatians in chapter 4 and verse 19. My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. He said now to the Colossian church, I'm in conflict. My spirit is stirred. My heart is stirred. I'm struggling over you. He said, there's a great conflict that I have for you and for them that are at Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love and unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge." You see, we live in a day and age where the Bible and the Word of God has been dismissed and discounted. We hear the terminology uh, often that says science is the authority. The Bible tells us there is a science falsely so-called. We understand that scientists have denied the fact that there is a God, that God created us. They deny this, though the world demonstrates it very clearly. You cannot have order that comes out of chaos as a result of some cosmic explosion that took place eons ago when there was nothing to explode. Where did the explosion come from? There's no answer for that. We're just simply to accept it uh, on its face that that is the way it is. And why are we to accept that? Because the world in darkness has denied the true and the living God and they have been turned over to reprobate minds and they can no longer discern truth from error and so they concoct the truth in order to silence or to attempt to silence the voice of God. But they cannot silence him. And so the apostle Paul addressing these Colossian believers, understanding 
that they were living in a world that was hostile to God and to God's truth is encouraging them. He's saying uh, that his prayer for them in verse 2 is that they might be comforted, literally that they might receive encouragement, that they might receive courage, that they might receive strength. If there's one thing that our young people need today as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ who hold to the word of God, they need courage. The courage of Daniel and his friends to say, we will not bow. They need courage. The courage of Moses to say, I will not be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. They need courage. The courage of Esther to go into the king, even if it meant she could lose her life. Our young people need courage. And how will they receive that courage? in this hostile world that ridicules them and mocks them for their stand for truth and the word of God, that they would dare live their lives in accordance to his plan and the order that he has established. It can only come as their hearts are knit together in love and under all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ in whom, verse 3, are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Let me tell you, there is one who knows it all. His name is Jesus. It was in his mind in eternity past. It's always been in his mind, and he spoke it. And by the power of his word, this universe was formed. And then in love, he stooped down to this earth and formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And God made them male and female and brought them together. And when they sinned against him, he gave his life. He stooped again, became a man, and lived a sinless life and died on the cross to make the payment for our sin, to solve the problem of all humanity, and to give us everlasting life. We need to be encouraged and strengthened, and we need to pray for our young people as they enter into this hostile world, as they hear the, uh, the, the voices of those who cry out against God and God's truth, that they will not submit, that they will not yield to this voice of intimidation. In verse 4, he said, In this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. You see, if they can't intimidate you, they will try to entice you. The word beguile here means to mislead. The apostle Paul said, don't allow that to happen. Look again in verse 5. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. We live in a world that has totally turned its back on God. Morality and righteousness is no longer fashionable. I want you to know that God's word has not changed, young person. God still expects his children to walk according to his truth, to live your life in a way that honors God, to please him in the decisions that you make, 
to please him in all that you endeavor to do in the forms of your entertainment and your interaction with the opposite sex, God says, walk according to my path. I want you to know he's got a, an infinite amount of blessing, abundant blessing, waiting on those who will honor him. The devil is a deceiver. He will try to entice you. He'll say to you, listen, you don't have to live your life according to the word of God. Just live any way you want to. Enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. But I want you to know they're only for a season. The blessings of God are forever. Walk in the path of God's blessing. In Psalm 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. God has abounding, abundant blessings for you. Honor him in the way that you live your life. When you get some freedom and you go to college, That's not the time for you to decide you're going to do what you want to do. That you're going to deny everything you've been taught. That you're going to run with the crowd that you should not be running with. Walk in the Lord Jesus. Walk in him. Verse 6, how am I to walk rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught. Let me just pause and say this. Aren't you glad you've been taught something? Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, continue in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. If you have parents who have brought you to church and taught you the truth of God's word, you ought to be so thankful for that. Don't ever take that for granted. The greatest thing my mom and dad ever did for me is take me to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You've heard me say it repeatedly. I say it repeatedly because it bears repeating. It made the difference in my life. I was exposed to the truth of the word of God on a constant basis. Yes, I drifted. Yes, I strayed away. Yes, I disappointed them at times. But let me say what kept me in the ring with the Lord is the word of God abiding in my heart. I could not get away from it. We've put so, such a minimal emphasis on the ministry of the local church and church attendance. <coughs> As a parent, the greatest thing we can do is teach our children, not just in bringing them to church, but we can live it before them. And by the way, we all struggle with that. We all struggle with it. But develop a pattern of faithfulness to God. It will impact the lives of our children. Rooted. Young people get some roots. Know what you believe. You cannot live off mom and dad's religion. Know the Lord. Know his word. Be built up in him. Established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. But then notice in verse 8, 
beware. You see, here we have a word of caution. Paul sought to comfort them. Now he cautions them. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. The word spoil carries the idea of an army that has come in and invaded the town and carried away captives. We see that picture lived out when the Babylonians invaded Judah and carried away the captives. They brought them back to Babylon. Daniel was among those captives. The picture here is that Satan, with his deception, would come in to your home, to your life, to this church, and carry our young people away captive. That he would spoil them, and how would he do so? Through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. You see, there's a new philosophy. There's a new deception. There's a new tradition that's being offered to our children today. It's being promoted to them to tell them that the Word of God is some archaic book, to tell them that we do not need to live according to God's order in creation that this is a no-holds-barred, anything-goes society. And many are being carried away. Don't allow that young person to be you. Be rooted. Be grounded. Be established. Be built up until Christ be formed in you. Now we go back to Galatians chapter number 4. I just want to give you three very brief thoughts in this passage. My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. That's the goal, that Christ be formed. I want you to know, first of all, the love that is shed upon you. Notice the phrase again, my little children. This is a term of deep affection. When Paul wrote this, he wrote this to a group of people that he loved dearly. I want you young people to understand that the people in this room love you dearly. Your parents love you dearly. They're not perfect people, but they love you. This church is filled with people who have labored, who have sacrificed, and who have given. And the reason they do that is because they love the Lord Jesus. And because they love the Lord Jesus, <coughs> excuse me, their heart is filled with love for you. And they minister and they labor on your behalf. The love that is shed upon you. I want you to know that the Lord loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Your parents love you. Your spiritual leaders love you. Your teachers love you. And those who are truly your friends love you. The love that is shed upon you. Then the second thing I want you to see is the labor that is suffered for you. 
the labor that he suffered for you. My little children of whom I travail in birth again. The word travail in birth carries with it the idea of a mother bringing a child into this world. She is in labor. You go to the hospital, you're looking for where the babies are born. They call it the labor and delivery unit. The labor that is taking place is painful, excruciating, gut-wrenching labor. One day, you young people will understand that. Some of you girls will truly understand it when you have a child. And then you'll learn to understand it more as you watch those children grow. When you, when you look in that sweet face and you know that sweet face is full of deception and you're saying, tell me the truth and they lie to you. And then they back up the lie by saying, I'm telling you the truth, but they're not telling you the truth. They're lying through their teeth. Paul said, you don't understand how much conflict I'm in and how much travail I've been in over you. Number one, to bring you to the Lord with the message of the gospel, the suffering that he endured in doing so. And then after seeing them deceived and carried away by false teachers, that labor process beginning again. I want you to understand something, young person, that your parents have labored. The people of this church have labored on your behalf. Don't allow that labor to go to waste. The labor that is suffered for you. Again, and that labor and that love will be shed, it, that, that labor will be suffered until Christ be formed in you. That leads me to the third thing, the likeness. The likeness to be stamped upon you the likeness to be stamped upon you. That phrase, until Christ be formed in you, that is the purpose of God in your life. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Do you want to know what God's purpose is in your life? I hope you do. He tells us in verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. God's purpose for your life is that you would be conformed to the image of Christ, that you would look like Jesus, not in your physical characteristic and makeup, but in your character, in your soul, that you would demonstrate the life of God in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So when we listen to your speech, we're reminded of the speech of the Lord Jesus. When, when we see you go about your work, we're reminded of the work of the Lord Jesus. When you interact with those in need, you would interact with them as Jesus would have interacted with them. 
Now, Paul said in Romans 12, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, that you would give your life to him. That is exactly what he's asking you to do. Present your body to him. Not as a sacrifice to be put to death, but as a sacrifice to live and allow him to live in you and through you, to allow him to direct your path, to allow him to make the choices in your life. And then he says in verse 2, and be not conformed to this world. Remember now, God's purpose in our lives is to conform us to the image of his son. But he helps us to understand and have an awareness of this propensity in our own lives, in our own hearts, that we would be conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. Don't think like this world. Don't act like this world. Don't allow this world to shape you for who you are. Be molded and shaped by the Son of God, by the Scripture, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, what does education involve? It involves engaging the mind, giving and engaging truth in the hearts and minds of young people. And how is our mind to be renewed? It is to be renewed as we are feeding upon the Word of God. that you may prove, in other words, that you may demonstrate, that you may live a life that glorifies God, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, this is the likeness that the Lord wants to stamp upon you. It is his likeness, not the likeness of the world, but the likeness of heaven. And let me just say this to you. There's a progression involved in that purpose. Notice what he says again. My little children of whom I travail in birth until. Would you circle that word until? <laughs> until Christ be formed in you. It doesn't happen all at one time. It's a process. It is a loving process. It requires love. When the Lord commanded the nation of Israel to teach their children, before he told them to teach those children his law, he said, love me. Love me with all your heart. After he had reminded them of the importance of loving him, then he said to them, teach your children. You see, if we don't love God, we're not going to teach with conviction. We're not going to teach with power. And may God help us to love him. And as we love him, we'll love them. And that's a love, as I mentioned this morning, a love that is a loving kindness type of love. It's a merciful love. It's not the kind of love that goes around here biting everybody's head off because they haven't done the right thing or judging everybody's children who have made mistakes. Let me tell you, I would have never survived such a church. Never. And these young people may not be where you think they ought to be, but I'll tell you, if we'll keep loving them and we'll keep laboring for them and we'll keep praying for them, 
Christ can and will be formed in them. Let's not give up. Let's not give up until Christ be formed in you. Some of them get it earlier than others. Some of them learn and are very compliant. Others are not. But let's keep loving them. Let's keep laboring until Christ is formed. And then he gets the glory for it. That's why we have a Christian school. Because we want the Lord Jesus to be formed in them. We're not trying to produce carbon uh, copy, cookie cutter Christians. You know what happens to them? They crumble. We want God to form himself in them. We want to be faithful. Aren't you glad somebody didn't give up on you, mom and dad? I'm really glad. I'm glad my in-laws didn't give up on me. I'm glad my parents didn't give up on me. I'm glad my pastor didn't give up on me. I'm glad my youth director didn't give up on me. I'm thankful that they love me, and I'm thankful that they labored for me, and I'm praying that the Lord will put his image on me. There's a lot that I need to take care of, but this is the goal until Christ be formed in you. Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used His Word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.